Okay, shalom, gentlemen. Um, Perik, 28 and 29 of the Heiliger Sefer Tanya. So um, they're two very, the truth is they're two very different prakim. Um, 28, it does, 28 does lead to 29, but they, they are very different. Um, but 28 is, is a, a very small Perik. It's an important message. It's very simple. Um, and... Um, and the 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 rove of the of the class will be dedicated to pet twenty nine. Um, okay, so shalom, just in time. We're just beginning. So basically, in a nutshell, Perik twenty eight is talking about um, what you do when you're getting um, uh, bombarded with. Machshavas, Machshavas Zoras during tefillah, and Perik twenty nine is how to combat complacency. What my Rebbe calls smugness. Um, complacency is the. I think. I. I think complacency means more to me than smugness, um, and like negative, like kind of self pride, plateauing out and just losing interest in Yiddishkeit in a sense. So, okay, so. The Rebbe basically says is if you're trying to govern, and we're not talking about you go to tefillah and you're kind of like, you know, give a dog a bone kind of thing, you know, just shut, just shut God up. I'll do my thing. Blah, 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 and you're walking around. We're talking about guys trying to govern. Okay. He's, he's putting himself into it and he's, uh, he, he, you know, he's being serious. Um, but you get hit with bad thoughts. Like for me, when I, if I'm trying to govern properly, a key time that I get the most stupid, ridiculous, or or bad, like really bad thoughts is like a Krishma, like Birchas Krishma. Like I and I, they just come out of nowhere. I'm just like, what are you doing? Just like why? You know, like why? Um, and the Rebbe answers exactly why. So I'll explain in a minute. But the first thing that he says is when you when you're davening properly and you get hit with any kind of bad thought or love Dafka bad. It could just be, you know, irrelevant. But a lot of the time it's bad. Um, immediately disidentify with it and do not entertain it. Do not invite it in. Um, and just, you know, if you need to shake your head or whatever and just let it go through, then, then do that. But he says very clearly, and a lot of people, this is like a very contentious part of the Tanya, he says very clearly, he says, don't be a shoiter. He uses the word shoiter. He says, don't be a shoiter and try your hand at male hamidus. Yeah, bringing up the, the midus, which is basically what a lot of the Tamide Bershentov speak about, um, which is the idea of a, a thought, a, for example, a, a, a neophdika thought, yeah, a, 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 an unsneers thought is really an ava thought that's malubush in in um tumafim yeah filthy garments it's an avadika thought unless it's a violent unless it's some kind of violent thing but otherwise it's a it's an avadika thought and it's it's the, the energy of the machshava is ava and it becomes enclosed in filthy garments so there's an inion of so to speak, removing the garments 
and being mala that holy energy back to Hashem. Okay, the Rebbe says, don't be a shoiter. This is not our business. This is the avoid of the tzaddikim. And there's people who hoilik on that. And people, there's a the, the, this is a very like a kind of contentious line in the Tanya because a lot of people say he kind of like, you know, this isn't this isn't a derech about Shem Tov, but that's the this is a the way that I heard Rav Shoi's Taub say it is no, this is the derech about Shem Tov, and the uh, the the Balatanya's take on derech about Shem Tov is authoritative, maybe more authoritative than any other option. So I'm just just putting it out there, but that's what the Rebbe says, um, and the reason why he says that you can't be mad at this machshava is because this machshava is coming from you. There's the idea of machshavas coming from other people sticking to you. And I've seen this. I've seen this Bepoil, uh with a tzaddik in Yushalayim one time, who, um, who I've seen it a couple of times, actually, with the same man. One time, I remember we're just sitting at the table with a whole bunch of people, and he looked at one guy and just said, stop thinking that. And this guy that went, <laughs> it was quite funny. And then another time when this man, who's like a scary man, and who, you know, you don't joke with in any way, shape or form. And um, it was at Shaoshidas and it was just for Purim. And he's a very, very serious person. And all of a sudden he turned around to the guy next to him and said to him, so what are you going to be wearing for Purim? And everyone just like, had not, and then the Rebbe himself like went like this. Can you? St-? And and the guy looked at him and said, "I was just thinking about that." And he said, "Can you please stop?" That's what you said. So there's there's the Indian of Machshavas going, getting that don't don't you know this isn't like a, you know like I mean it is you know touchy feely stuff, but it is real. I know that Lemaisa. So the the the, the tzaddikim who can be male Machshavas. It's because the machshavas aren't coming from themselves. They're coming from someplace chetzoni, and then they're able to, so to speak, strip off the, the bad garments and be male, the heiliger the, the, the the energy, back to the bonshon. But he says, don't be ashamed to that. This isn't our avoider. Just get, get it out. Just don't entertain it. Let it just go through and, and double down and, um, and, and, and recommit. And it's very, you know, the more you put yourself back into the tefillah, the better chance. But then he goes and he explains why these thoughts happen. And it's basically a chizik for us. Is that, you know, we've created this system, the Rebbe explains, we've got the Nefesh of Bahamas and the Nefesh of Akis. So a very nice way of understanding davening. Davening, this is a bit more of an oimek, yol, about Pazuka de Zimra, uh, a bit more of an oimek into Pazuka de Zimra, is that you're really training your nefesh of Bahamas because it's really the nefesh of Akis who's davening. But the nefesh of Bahamas is kind of like having to sit there and watch in a sense. And that's refining. There's the Rebbe, the older Rebbe has big toys on this. It's refining the nefesh of Akis. You're forcing him to, you're forcing him to, Watch the nef- you're forcing the nefesh of Bahamas to watch the nefesh nefesh of the keys davening, and join in as well sometimes depending how much you can get into it that you're kind of so you're training the nefesh of Bahamas to become more halig, more godly, and this is one of the one of the more panimi reasons why our entire Yiddishkeit 
is is predicated on Shachris. Because Shachris is the beginning of the day and, and a lot of other things as well. But one of the things is that you're you're actually refining the Nefesh of Bahamas. The Nefesh of Bahamas is having to sit there and watch, you know, like a soppy movie. You know, imagine it only takes, you know, it's like you see the boys who've who've got lots of sisters. Yeah, they're more kind of passive. Yeah, or you look at my family, you see the girls who've got a lot of brothers and you see they're much more aggressive. Yeah, but that it it rubs off, it rubs off on the Nefesh of Bahamis. This this the tefillah actually rubs off on the Nefesh of Bahamis. Now, what the Rebbe says is like when there's a fight and one one the one side is dominating the other, then the other side gets all of their energy back and tries their hardest to flip over. So he says that if you're if you're trying in davening, and you're getting bombarded with bad thoughts or irrelevant thoughts, and again we're not talking about a guy who's just not he's just not there he's just he's all over that's we're not talking about him we're talking about someone who's actually trying to daven and you can't keep your mind straight. He says that's a good sign. It's a sign that your nefesh your nefesh of is into it mamush, and the nefesh of Bahamis is fighting back and trying to actually distract you like like a kid who's like or like an animal who's being trained who's 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 kicking yeah so it's actually a good sign and you should take a chizik in that should be mamash a chizik for you yeah to know that you're doing the right thing and it's a sign that you're actually doing the doing the right thing and he says basically don't get involved in it it's like um it's a misamekim and misnabam that the if you if you wrestle with someone who's filthy you're going to get filthy yourself don't don't answer it up don't try and just just keep plugging on keep going forward and you'll see that bizarre Hashem you'll uh you'll break through it and the Rebbe says in the last case in the worst case scenario when it's just like that it's too much it's too hard it's too powerful then he says you should daven you should daven to Hashem without speaking because you're probably at a time when you can't talk. He says you should daven to Hashem, the um, in your machshavas that He should have rachmanus on you and get rid of these get rid of these extraneous thoughts. That's basically perek kafches in a, in a nutshell, and you can remember that by koyach. Okay, koyach the perek of davening the koyach. In the Tanya is Perak Kaf Ches. It's an input, it's a very short Perak and a very simple Perak, but it's 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 very important. It's a very, very important Perak. Okay. Any questions? No. Um okay. Chapter 29. Oh yo, you want to say something? You're you're on mute. I just want to say. Um, Shmaina Esrei, that's yeah. where I get hit. Shmaina Esrei, same thing, and it's just yeah. There's nothing special that's about it. it. No special. No, it's just, I was just talking. About, I get, I get mainly Shmaist by Kriyashma. It's to do with your Nishama and all kind. I don't know, but but right. But if you're trying, and you're getting Shmaist. It's a good sign. It's partial right. the sign. Take chizuk and and double down. Take chizuk and double down. Remember, like you said, like you prepared for Hanukkah, yeah, and Hanukkah kind of just went away. It's a much bigger victory when 
you try and you don't get any kind of ruchnius candy and you don't care and you're like, you know, it would be nice, but I'm fine and I'll keep, I'm going to keep pushing. That's mamash givoldic. That's really givoldic. We yeah. should be to the ruchnius candy as well, but, but, but it's, uh, it's givoldic when you don't get it and you maintain your composure, you maintain your simcha, and most importantly, you maintain your commitment. I'm not here for Ruchnius candy. I've been created to be Oyved Rabbein That's why I was created. Nikuda. That's it. Very important. Very important to constantly draw, just to, to eat that all the time. That should be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was created for no other purpose other than to serve my creator. That's it. Nothing else. That should be on your lips the whole time, in your mind the whole time, in your heart. Just that that's what we're here. That's what we are. We're Oif de Hashem. Hashem. Okay. Chapter 29 is basically we've so we've actually discussed a lot of what we're going to talk about now. I gave a share a few months ago called um Redemption of the heart. Does anyone remember that? Here we go. So this is like this is like the main place for where that shear came from, and he talks about what's called Tim Tumalev. Tim Tumalev. Anybody can tell me what Tim Tim Tumalev is the opposite of. I mean, yeah, yeah. is. Is is simcha basically? Timtumalev is depression. Okay, the heart is clogged up. It's closed up. It's like a stone. It's just this hard ossified lump. Okay, um, and that manifests. Anybody remember what that manifests as in two ways primarily? That'll be big brownie points. Anxiety and depression. No. No, 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 no. That the other, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's not what I was thinking of. <laughs> it, 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 you identify with your, you're not, you're, you're causing a period between you and the rabbinical because you're focused on yourself. That's kind of that's the issue. That the man, it manifests as two primary problems. What? Avilus? No, 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 no. That's also a psychos alive. Like Maria is that that's when the heart's open, it's just from a pain from the left side. But the the two the two revelation, the two manifestations of Tim Tumalave are an inability to govern and an inability to be Makadish yourself with the permissible. Doesn't mean that you're gonna fall into doing a Vera's, it just means you you won't be able to be Makadish yourself with what's permissible, whatever your whatever your avoiders are. And there should be, you know, in the place where we are, there should definitely be avoiders in the permissible. We shouldn't, we, we should definitely be above just avoiding avoiders. We should be trying to be Makadish ourselves in what's permissible as well. Um, so so the two places where Tim Tumalev uh, manifests so most obviously is in an inability to pray, and uh, in an inability to control ourselves in things that are permissible. Okay, so this comes the primary cause of this. He doesn't really speak this out so much, but this is from other places. 
the primary cause of this kind of like um I what did I call it? Came up with a good word this time. Um complacency. Yeah, my baby calls it smugness. Um, but I never really understood that. But it means basically this complacency or this kind of like it's not ego in like look how good I am. It's like ego is in you know, like I'm here. I don't I'm not I'm not hive. I'm I'm fine. Everything's over. Like, leave me alone. I'm fine. I'm doing I'm doing fine. That that kind of egoism. Okay. So a more kind of light form than like outright arrogance. Um and it comes primarily from identification with the things of this world. The more identified we are with stuff of this world, remember identification means the merging of ourself with X. It could be our football club. It could be our real estate portfolio. It could be our car. It could be the abusive childhood that we was that we had to go through. It could be a, a backache. Whatever it is, whenever we whenever we um, derive our sense of self from X, that puts a layer around the heart. That that ossifies. That puts a shell around our heart and it it's not good it's not good at all we don't want to derive our sense of self from anything of this world so that's basically what the timtum is now how do you break so the rebbe gives this analogy from the zarkodesh where he says that if you've got a, a tree that's so dense that it won't catch fire, what do you do? You have to smash it. So, so this chapter is a bit of a scary chapter, but I've got like a kind of way out that's going to make it a little bit easier for us. To the point I heard Rav Shays Taub say that the Lubavitcher Rebbe's at Sal said that this chapter isn't really applicable in our generation. And that we can only serve Hashem Basimcha. I heard him say that. I, that I, 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 I'm pretty sure I remember hearing Roshay's Tab say that. Um, so basically, the Rebbe spends a couple of pages, which in Tanya, a couple of pages is a lot of ink, on how do we break, how do we splinter ourselves? How do you fracture the Nefesh Bahamas? And the 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 primary goal, the primary not goal, the primary um, method, I suppose, is by calling him on on what he what he prides himself on. It's basically predicated on the on the on the idea that we all we all have to think that we're good. A, a person cannot think that he's not good and i mean and i'm a, a relatively healthy person cannot cannot entertain the thought that he's not good i'll just give you an example my my little sister is telling me right now about one of her friends who is who's has not been faithful to her husband yeah and her marriage is like breaking up and her kid like she's got two little kids and and she can't admit that she's done anything wrong She's like, well, he's like, he isn't giving me the kind of love that I need and he's never there for me emotionally. And 
every excuse, but she can't entertain. She can't go to this place because it would break her. It would break her completely. So the Rebbe says, go there, go there, go to that place. Yeah, so he gives you three, basically, three basic things to think about. Think about all the areas you did in your childhood. I mean, now we probably got what to think about what we've done not so long ago. But but he talks about serious areas that we did in the past. Yeah, go back there. Go back there. And then he talks about, just think about, just think about, you know, how selfish you are, basically. Minastam, how, how, how self-orientated all your thoughts, speech and actions are. You know, in do do a serious cheshbon and nefesh, and then he says even further, and then then think about your dreams. Think about the kinds of the kinds of bad stuff that go on in your dreams, because that's a real revelation of of who you are and where you're holding. Okay, so again, I said this before, but this isn't this is not prescribed avoider for our generation. Why? Um, my take is that you have enough things in the world nowadays that break you anyway, that you don't need to do the breaking yourself. Most of the time we need to just maintain maintain composure to keep it together. Yeah, you've got, you know, never has there been a time in history when, you know, you could see everybody else's life in, you know, such a, a vibrant colour and all these fake things and all the advertising and all the... You know, and then the, the chutzpah of the children and 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 all the all the different things that we're dealing with as well. The the fact that we've got so much more time to think about ourselves than they ever did in the past. And all of these things come together that basically Hashem's kind of taken care of the breaking process for you. If you just if you can not distract yourself constantly, which is actually a big danger, um, if you can let go of the distractions. And just and just face life. You don't need to. You don't need to meditate on your avarice. You don't need to meditate on all the stuff that we've done wrong, because um, life is just built to kind of break you down. The kind, the amount of interactions we have now. I mean, just think about how many emails you, how many interactions you have on a daily basis with different people. You you know, in the old days, you would never you would never come close to interacting with that many people on a daily basis. How many how many opportunities are there for somebody to say that little annoying little thing that kind of shakes your self definition a little bit or makes you feel not you know not so you know people a lot better than me I'm this I'm that I'm whatever you know so there's so much opportunity now for this brokenness that you don't really need to go in and break yourself but this is the point is that it's what's really important to keep in mind is that as Beinoinim, yeah, we're all Beinoinim, Bezat Hashem, that as Beinoinim, we see the world through the eyes of the Nefesh of Bahamas. That's our, def our default spectacles that we're wearing are of the Nefesh of Bahamas. The Chiddush is seeing the world through the, the Neshama. So we say, Neshama Shnasata B Tahirahi. The neshama that you put inside me, well, who's the me? 
that that tefillah was written for the average Jew. The average Jew relates to himself as a human, not as a Jew. That's a very important thing to keep in mind, which means when you get broken, your human kite is being broken because that's who we are. We're humans. We're humans in this generation. We're humans who've got a neshama. Hillel said to the, uh, you know, he said, I'm going to the, to the bathhouse to do chesed with this, with this louvre, like this, this poor kind of, uh, this poor wretched thing. And he was talking about his, he was talking about his body. He, so when he said, he, he kind of said it like with a smile, because by him, it wasn't the shamash to be. It was, I am an Ashama and I'm in, I have a goof. Whereas we are a goof and have an Ashama. That's our default, that's our default perspective on reality. So when we can, when we get broken in any way on a human level, that is a that is a softening of the Nefesh of Bahamas. Like we've learned before when we've spoken about anger. Anger is generated by when that wall around us gets broken. And what anger is, is when someone, for example, someone um, insults us, yeah? What they've done is they've been mamayat, they've broken, they've made a pizza in that wall, that egotistical wall, if you want to talk about it as the, 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 the shell around the heart. So what happens is we get angry, which means we turn that person, let's say it's a person, we turn that person into an enemy. That's what anger does. Anger turns X, whatever it's angry about, it turns that thing into a uh, into an enemy. And that, so to speak, puts a wall, an enemy definition. An enemy is someone between who you have a, a strong wall. You put walls around enemies. And that wall around the enemy, so to speak, replenishes your own wall. So anger, anger is a defense mechanism that rebuilds the broken wall of the ego. That's what anger does. So when someone cuts you up, in the, when someone cuts you up and when you're driving and all of a sudden your blood starts to boil and this person is now, you know, he's up there with Hamas and ISIS and, you know, you, you, you hate him with a passion. If you can, if you can like not go there and just be there and allow that, that experience to kind of just to sit in that experience of of the meat of the wall of the heart, that is a tremendous growth. That's a tremendous tikkun for your nefesh of Bahamas. You just you just allowed your that means that when you go home for dinner that night, yeah, there's a good chance that you're going to be much more like cordial with your wife. That means there's a good chance that you're going to be able to daven better there's a good chance that you're going to be able to spend a little bit extra time learning, that you're not going to eat like a behemoth. All of these things, it's all predicated on this, on this sense of separation, the sense of self. So the Rebbe is like giving you this hard, this hardcore kind of um, um, avoider of how to kind of, you know, self-break. Yeah, but we, we don't, we really don't need to go there now. We're waiting for this a long time, huh? We just need what? to be able We're to... waiting for um, this a long time. Finally got it. We really, we really just need to be able to, um, like, be in that matzav, 
when the wall gets broken and it's not immediately turned back round with our hammer and our nail and our wood and start knocking it all back together and replenishing the wall. Okay. Um, the Rebbe even says the idea of actually calling calling it names, calling the Yetzirah names, like Manuvul, Meshugats, uh, Russia. But it's very interesting. It's just This is just a side point, but it's very interesting that he says you can shout at it, call it names, but use the names that Chazal said. Why? Because I'll read you, I'll read you the last Um, to scream at the Nefesh Bahamas. That is the, the evil inclination. With a with a loud voice and and Anger in the in the in the thinking. to say to him, Atara, the Russia, a Meshukats, a Masuv, a Manuvul, Bakhule. But this is very important. Kachol Hashemeshakaruloi Hachmeinu Zal Beemes. Only the words that Hachmeinu Zal said Beemes, because you can get caught up in in it. See, characters are certain. That's what we're going to we're going to finish off by saying. Any avoider can become the service of the ego. Any avoider. And the Rebbe is telling us that, that even the assassination of the ego can become egotistical. It's a scary thought. Everything can be turned against. So he says, so you can imagine a person sitting there starting getting angry. This is one of the dangers of his boided, of his boidedness. Not his body, his boidedness. That it can become, it, it's a, it's kind of a knife edge of falling into, falling into, um, uh, into destructive places. So this is one of the issues. Is if a, if a person starts screaming at his 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 lower self, yeah, if he lets go it can end up being that it's his lower self shouting at something else and really what he's doing is just replenishing the ego and just becoming more and more he's just going lower he's screaming at his loners going lower whereas when we're using the words of chazal yeah then you you can't go wrong you can't go wrong i suppose that's also an interesting thing to think about with shimana esway a lot of the education that I received is that, like, you say Shemona Esrei, okay, and it's Givaldic and it's Heilig and whatever, but remember the, the real avoider is at the end of Shemona Esrei when you're giving your own personal bakashas. Yeah? That's not true. The avoider of Shemona Esrei is Shemona Esrei. That is Heilig, and it's so Heilig because it's not you speaking. It's the Reboi Shalom speaking. It's his, it's his wish list. Shimona Esrei is his tefillah. So you just become a mouth. You that's why it's that's why it's Bechinus at Silas. Because you're not davening for you. It's his, it's his wish list. You're just you're just speaking it out. You just become a, a, a you just become a window for him. 
that's very, very hailing. At the end, if you've got your own bakushas, that's why. Why is there no brocha for your why why is there no brocha for your children? The thing that people daven for the most is children, yeah? Why is there no brocha for your children, Shimon Esrei? Gotta be your own words. Uh well, not well, yeah, but the the point is that because it's not about your children in Shimon Esrei. It's not about you. Shmona Esra is not about you. Shmona Esra is the abolition. That's why everything's we, 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 we. And then you get to the end and you want to put in some personal bakushas. Okay, do that. That's fine. That's that's praiseworthy as well. But the actual avoider of Shmona Esra is there is no you to have children. You're, you're, it's everyone's, you're doubling for everyone's children because you've, You've merged with the Rabboni Shoyim. That's why Shemona Esrei is uh, is at Silas. Whereas uh, Kriya Shema and Berchus Kriya Shema is Bria. Okay, so what he says is basically once we've... The, the reason why this kind of character assassinate, assassination works is because the Sitra Achra... Remember, we've got the two the two main words for Ra is Klipa and Sitra Achra. And they're referring to the same thing, Mamush, but they're they are um, um, highlighting different aspects of that thing. So Kleeper highlights two things, which is really one thing: the fact that it's a means to an end, and that it covers over. Yeah, which is really I'm not going to get into that now, but that's the same thing. Some of you might remember. Yeah, that's that's what Kleeper tells us. Sitra Achra is alluding to the fact that it doesn't have any mamashus. It doesn't have any anything of its own. It's just the sitra achra. What is it? I don't know what it is. It's just not that. It's just the other side. There's the sitra de kadusha and the sitra achra. Well, why why can't you call it something? Well, there's nothing to call it. It doesn't have a name, like Asav's Malak. It doesn't have any mamashus to it, Bichlal. And that's exactly why this works, this, this breaking it down, because really it's just a big puff of smoke. And if you can just be oimed, it's so funny because it's it's like you just feel like you can't. It's like impossible. It's like a wall that's impossible to climb. And once you like begin and you've decided that you're going to do it, it's like done. It's already finished. And it's like you can't believe that. You could, it's that that's the Indian of the of the Rashayim seeing it like a, a and the and the and the tzaddikim seeing it like a like a mountain is that it, it you you can climb over these unbelievable things by because it doesn't have once you break that that clipper of realizing that it isn't anything like we we've spoken about this a little bit but I've, I've been talking to my wife about this a lot over the past few days. This idea of of meditating on the fact that um, that your emotions are just chemicals. Your emotions are to 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 meditate on that is one of the most helpful things that I've ever that I've ever come across, Mamash. You feel like you want to kill everyone and that your life is rubbish. And that you're the most rubbish person in the whole world, and all you want to do is just run away and scream. Yeah, it's just a chemical. 
It's just a little bit of chomer in your blood. And the minute it's gone through your system and it's replaced with another chemical, you're going to feel completely different. And if you can just hold it out, just hold out. Gumzayavo, it's going to pass just like urine. It's going to go through. It's going to pass. Yeah. It's it's like the silver bullet to dealing with. Because it, it's true. You're, you're not suppressing or denying the, the feeling. It's 100% real. You're just uncovering it for what it is. It's not real. My life isn't rubbish. I I'm not the worst person in the world. Yeah. That's all the thinking that gets that's that's this little chemical that that assumes a form of letters and words. That's a lie. But the chemical's real. The chemicals manage a real thing. So it's the same avoider. You're calling it on what it is. And I imagine I've been doing this like, like yesterday, I was feeling like horrible. And I've sat there and I have one of my kids takes one of, you know, like these Ritalin medicine things, but you mix it together. It's like a little pot, literally like this teeny little pot with like that much liquid in it. Yeah. And I'm sitting there feeling like I want to, you know, just, you know, burn my car and, and, and smash the world. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm just imagining this teeny little vial of like, you know, a millimeter and a half of like this little pasty liquid. And I'm thinking, the reason why I'm feeling right right now like this is because of that those three drops of liquid. That's it. And they're going to be gone probably in an hour from now, completely gone out of my system. I'm not going to feel like this anymore. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow this to take root and mummish destroy my day and make everybody else miserable around me. And it's a very, very powerful uh, tool. I don't know of any more powerful tool to deal with negative emotions than than that. Even to I, I'm I'm having a habit. Maybe you know what, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little picture of a little vase. I'm gonna send I'm gonna send it to everyone. You can put it in your wallet and I'm gonna do one myself. That'll be that'll be helpful to be able to take it out when you're feeling like you want to kill something and just look at a little picture of a teeny little two drops of liquid and think, well, that that's what this is coming from right now. I'm gonna do that. Be nice. Okay. So just to finish off, the Rebbe brings a uh, he brings the the story of the of the Miraglim, and he only mentions the first half. But when you think when you take it to its logical conclusion, you remember the second half of the story. It's it's Moiridic. It adds it adds a whole new dimension. So the Rebbe basically says that by the Miraglim, um, we came. You know, the Miraglim came back and said we can't go to Eretz Israel. It's to you. We cut. They God isn't strong enough. Basically, they said he won't be able to do it. Yeah, and then basically Moshe screams at them, and well, Hashem screams at them. Moshe screams in the name of Hashem at them. He doesn't show them any miracles or how powerful God is, or whatever. And then they turn around and say, "Okay, yeah, we'll go. We can do it." So the Rebbe shows from this story that this is the whole point: is that the Miraglim had experience this kind of timtum this ossification of ego whatever on their level and moshe comes along and screams and shouts at them he didn't say no god can do it or here look at you know here's the stick and the snake and all kinds of funny stuff so that they believe in god's powers he just shouted at them said your body's gonna drop in the desert you're gonna die you're not blah 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 and then they were like okay come on let's do it 
and they all went to do it yeah so he's showing you that this kind of this breaking of the of this shell is what allows the neshama to shine through and you can go vita but but this is the really this is the really cool bit you remember what happens after once they say yeah we can go you remember what the next part was Moshe turns around and says, "No, no, 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 no! You can't go now because you're going to. Um, you, you, Hashem doesn't want you to go anymore." And they're like, "No, no, we can do it. We can do it." And they go back and they get smiced by a manik. Yeah. What happened? It's so clever. They they let go of the basic identification with whatever it was that made them doubt Hashem. But then they fell in to the religious identification. They kind of fell out the pot into the frying pan. You understand what I mean by that? Is that they they were identified originally with 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 whatever it was that didn't that broke their emuna in Hashem that he couldn't bring them into that he couldn't bring them into Eretz Israel. And then immediately after they broke that clipper and they were ready now to actually serve, Moshe says, no, no, no. And they were like, yeah, 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 we can do this. We we can do this. I've got a whole share with the, with all the Lashonas in the Chumash. It's very cool. But the point is that then they re-identified as like religious Kanoi. Zionists. Zionists. Oh. Zionists or Zionists or Naturei Kata, either way, they're both as bad as each other. Yeah, that they re they re-identified with with the religious zeal, and they were like, "Yeah, we can." Hashem's like, "No, no, 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 no." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah," and they go back, and and that was just as bad. So it's this this idea of be very careful. This is the share, but we're finished now. But basically, be very careful because. You're always the, this identification with with this world, which is what it's all about to not do, is available everywhere you turn. Every single avoider, every single place, you have to be on guard with it all the time. A really helpful tool in this avoider is the book that we're reading right now, Reclaiming Sanity. He he really um what's the word? He um he um he informs you, he makes you conscious of just how easy the, the falling into identification, especially when you get into what, what, where, where are people holding? What day are people holding at right now? Yeah, I'm sure if everybody has a copy, if you don't have a copy and you're interested in it, please text me on the chat and I'll get you a copy. But I'm, I'm personally on day 23 or 24. Okay. So when you, the, the book changes at pay, whatever. When you get inside the 50s, then it's going to pick up gear. It's going to pick up gear to a whole new level of, uh, of, uh, of, of like, understand. But, but he just again and again and again, he's just saying, be careful. Be careful with this. The ego's lurking here. Be careful the ego's lurking here. Be careful the ego's lurking. And, and the more you get, the more, especially with that book, and the more you're involved in it, and the more you're thinking about it, the more you're talking about it, the more you're discussing it, the more you're teaching it, yeah, the 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 more you become aware of it, and and you and you can start to just taste it everywhere, and you become very um very conscious 
and you're in a really good position to, uh, you know, you've always got opportunities, literally. So th this is the most exciting thing is you've constantly got opportunities to, to be involved in this fight, to constantly be suppling up your Nefesh Bahamas, to constantly be making it more hailing, literally, constantly, the whole time. That's such that's such a gashmuck. That's givold it. Like, you know, it's like you, you know, the guy who's got this wonderful job that he loves and he's like, he can do it 24 seven, literally. You're like a kid in a candy store, you know, that's what it is. This is our avoider. So as you get more familiar with the avoider, more familiar with the enemy, so to speak, then you'll realize that you've got these. So just like the spies, they, they fell out of the identification into the identification of the religious identification, which is a horrible horrible identification they fell into that again you know it's available to us the whole time were they going after the the brookneys candy so to speak not not um that that is like the whole union of the muraglim but this union of the muraglim it wasn't really like that that is the that is the union of the muraglim but, but this union was the idea of identifying with your religion yeah we're not really you know who like, the, the most disgusting people I see right now is what we're looking at on the news. These, these, these insane, you know, um, Islam, whatever these people, yeah. It's such ego. It's such. It's the exact opposite of what Yiddishkeit is. The exact opposite of this. This like violent identification with religion. We're just, that's not what Yidden are. Bichlal. Avram Avina was like the most irreligious person in the whole world. Yeah, our goal is to be absolutely irreligious. We want nothing at all to do with religion whatsoever. We want to be over the Shem Mamash. That means whatever he wants from us. I'm not identified with any shtick. No, no shtick. Just him. Just him. That's it. That's basically All it. we have to... All we have to do is now put that on a bumper sticker and create a movement. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. <laughs> what is Hey. What? Atheism, yeah. <laughs> Atheism is, is a is a violent religion. I my my thoughts are these crazy uh, you know these crazy school shootings and stuff that happen in America all the whole time. Yeah. They are atheist terror attacks. That is that is exactly the same as the uh, it's exactly the same as the the, the Muslims blowing themselves up or whatever the the exact same atheism is a religion one hundred percent that is that is the that is the atheist uh, terror attacks is these 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 school shootings and these crazy things is is, is coming from that nihilistic mindset where it's the ultimate expression of of what my religion stands for any questions Skyer. Okay, so have a good uh, good week as well to share.